Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, hi. How are you? On this special episode of the Todd Glass Show. Um... I want to say this first. We are doing a shooting the a pilot. It's basically the podcast, but we're doing it at Black Horse Motors. And I think I, I did say it was going to be in a different date, and the date changed. So now the date in Ironclad is May 3rd. That's a Sunday. And uh, you'd probably have to be there. Well, it, it, you know, we'll, we'll know later. But here's what I need you to do, and this is, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about a few other things. It's May third, which is a Sunday. Probably have to be there around four o'clock, I would imagine. So email us and tell us if that's good to the email Todd Glass Comedy, the one we use for the show. And then it would really help to have your phone number, so because we might have to call you. Um, or, you know, just cause we really are going to have a limited amount of people for this, I think 25. So we don't want to just say, Hey, I'll be there. And, you know, we want to touch base with you. So it's May 3rd. So there's that. I think I might've set a different date and I just want to, it is May 3rd. So I just wanted to over preface that. So here's today's show. Um, we, uh, we, we hung out with Rye Silverman and she was really great in, uh, helping us understand, you know, uh, this whole thing. Uh, you know, about people that are transgender. And uh, there's so much more to talk about. It's not Rye's whole being. It's part of her being, and we talked about it, and we'll have her back on the show another time, and we'll definitely talk about this more. And then we'll move on. We'll talk about stuff that's just regular life stuff. Well, this is regular life stuff too, but you know what I mean. Um, So uh, there's so many other questions. Like even after Rye left, I was thinking the question about when we hear somebody uh, was a man, became a woman, and then is a lesbian. Now, I could take a pretty good stab at I think I understand that. I do understand that. Let I think she'll do a better job of explaining it. But uh, so that and many more questions. But um, so there's that. Now, I thought since, you know, uh, this show – deals with sensitivity and being caring and just, you know, 
there were two emails that I wanted to address, and they're about topics we've talked about before. But if someone takes the time to email me about something we've talked about before, sometimes, well, I always think, like, you know, address it because I don't want to just say we've talked about this in the podcast. Um, Maybe I could address it a little bit better. Caitlin, and I'm going to try to rip through this pretty quick here. Caitlin and Dylan both sort of had the same thing. It's dealing, Caitlin was dealing with, um, I think her brother who said that's so um, faggoty or gay. I, I don't have the email in front of me. And basically he said that we should re- repurpose that word. So it's just, it's, it's not an insult to that group already. Please stop it. Um, this is what imagine his feelings are. The word took on a new meaning. Uh, for you it did. And I'm going to surmise you're going to listen to this. And if you've already made up your mind that you don't want to change, if you really have now, if you listen and you and you really do, and, and you know, you can lie outwardly, but inwardly you know, you know, um, then nothing I'm going to say is going to make a difference. But, and also that it bothers more straight people than it bothers gay people. And that's always been the sort of the mis- misinformation of people. Can you find a gay person that doesn't, uh, that doesn't bother? You can. But guess what? That doesn't mean they're right. I think the organizations know better than sometimes individual people that might be gay. I know when I was younger, I would used to do a joke. What if there was a gay cop? Sure, and he would skip up to the car. And I wasn't doing it to hide, even though I was in the closet then. I wasn't doing it to hide. I just thought it was a funny joke. And um, I didn't realize that, yes, what probably even a lot of intelligent people in 1988 would have said, oh, God. I bet glad if that organization existed back then, they wouldn't go, no, it's, it's perpetuating a stereotype and it's not good. So just because you can find someone that thinks it's okay, that doesn't mean it's okay. And you need to understand that. If, if, you're, if, if you're listening to what I'm saying and I'm picturing the person that doesn't agree, like, come on, if a gay person says it's all right. No. And um, that does and, – and I, I don't know how to hit this because I'm trying to – how do you feel about a child? How do you feel about a child that hears it? Maybe an adult is okay with it because he can process it differently. I said this on the Mark Marin show growing up. Was I wrong? Seriously, look at it from this angle. Two adults can argue. So, but if you don't want to stop that word and you go, Oh, I'll use it around my friends. Stop it already. That's not true. Um, if if you didn't if you didn't like the word uh publicly you wouldn't like it around your friends either and when i was a kid was i wrong no no explain i'm, I'm being sarcastic explain why i was wrong so when i was 12 or 13 or 11 and i heard someone say that's gay that's gay meaning lame bad stupid and dumb should someone have should was i wrong was i wrong for that to and and like i said before it's not sensitive it's being aware. It's not sensitive. I wasn't sensitive. <laughs> I said it on last week's show. That's like if someone said, uh, you're a dumb fucking idiot. And and they, you said, hey, that hurts my feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't call you that. I forget you're sensitive. <laughs> Don't put it on them. Um, and then... Then Dylan, the same same sort of thing, you talked about somebody you hadn't talked to in a while, and they use uh, the N-word on their Facebook page, and you're like, wow, who is this person? 
Um, so the question really becomes of like, how do you deal with this? Because both people sort of had the same thing. What do you do? You're at a dinner. I think some advice I might have given back then and might not be that great. In some situations, it's great. And my advice, I think you've heard me say, well, just make it quick. What year is it when somebody says something racist or sexist? What year is it? But, you know, people that disagree with us on this, that doesn't mean they're stupid. That doesn't mean they don't get sarcasm. Maybe that's not the way to handle it. Um, you know, they are fighting words. If you say to someone, what year is it? And they get it. So I don't know if you could just say, I disagree or "Eh, I don't totally agree with you, but, but how maybe, is there ever a time to say nothing or bring it up at another time? And I think Paul F. Tompkins on one of the shows said, yes, if you listen to that show, but how do you get past it? Here's the advice I think I can give you. Well, but yeah, but you're there and you're looking at them and you so much want to debate it. You so much. And how do you not? I think you have to go to a place of empathy. Look at them. I'm telling you, they're reaping the negativity of this. I'm not saying that everyone that uses these words has a horrible life and are bad people because they're not. Some good, decent, kind people that in certain other areas are just, they get it. But in this area, they're misinformed. They're reaping the negativity of it. And I don't mean to use that as like joy. Oh, I'm glad it's causing them pain. Empathy. Anybody that holds on overwhelmingly to whatever those words were. And I use them. In this case, I use the words because you have to. I say Enrig sometimes because the word is so vile. But in this case, if you were somebody that still, you know, uses the word nigger rig or nigger rich or Jew me down or that's gay or that's faggy or that's retarded and you hold on to any of those words, there's a blockage. And that block and I'm not, and that blockage affects those people in other areas. So go to a place of empathy, look at them and go, oh, yeah. You can't have that great of a relationship with your coworkers or your wife or your significant other or your husband or your kids. You don't even understand this. Just try to go to a place of empathy. Go inward, take some deep breaths, and go to a place of empathy. It might help you. I hope it does. Okay? All right, so there's that. <laughs> and uh, so now we'll... Uh, Roll in this episode of uh, with uh, Troy Conrad and me and Rye Silverman, and so there we go. I just paused it for a second. Did you hear it? The glitch. Um, all right, so here we go. You're good. You're great. Bop, 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 bop. Uh, here we go. Roll in the show, Aristotle. Now entering Nerdist.com. Today we sit down and talk to Rye Silverman. Roll in the package piece. Dr. Phil, walk towards the audience. All right. All right, this is like a pre-show. I don't know how we're going to drop this, but... I've wanted to do this for a while, and uh, I'm glad you're here. So Rye Silverman is here. Hello. And uh, hello. How you doing? Good. Good. So you. you know what? Remember what I said to you right before we went on? Yeah. Forget about it. Okay. Because I will say it. When you, when I, w- we were talking about uh, uh, the word trainee and, uh, and transgender and 
Uh, I wanted to make sure we spoke about it in an intelligent way, not in a way that uh, that somebody would listen to it that was a fan of the show. And when we stumbled upon that, they're like, well, I still like Todd, but and uh so, so not that you can't have a sense of humor about it, sure. But there's this, there's a dumb sense of humor, and then there's a uh, there's I hope there's the opposite of a good sense of humor. Someone that you know that that you know has a lot of questions about it. Obviously, you you're a fucking comic, so you have a sense of humor, of course. But I didn't want to theory. S- yeah. <laughs> I met a lot of comics. That might be the other case of it. But I didn't want to stumble upon it like in some like. You know, like just hearing some dumb morning show. Hey, yeah, yeah. But we did have a lot of questions about it. And then I got a call, uh, not a call, an email from somebody who knows you. Yeah, a comment from Ohio. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Pugh, I think his last name is. Chris Pugh. Let's really. Yeah. Oh, Chris Pugh. Oh, oh sure. Oh, Chris, Chris Pugh. Pugh. Everybody. Oh, everybody know Chris Pugh. Chris oh, Pugh. Yeah, oh, yeah, Chris Pugh. Oh, well, Chris Pugh. Sure, he's from Ohio. Sure. Oh, Chris Pugh. Oh, from Ohio? Chris Pugh. Ohio's Chris Pugh. Hey, hey, come on, guys. you got to help us out over there. Chris, Chris Pugh, Ohio. No, it's Chris Pugh from Ohio. It's definitely Chris Pugh. I may so, have said it wrong, and that's the best part of it. Oh, shit. I don't know how to say it. I'm a, it might be pal. I can't be sure. Chris oh, Pugh. Oh, oh, pal. Oh, pal. Chris Pugh. Sure. All right. He started after wow. I left town, so I, I've only met him a couple times going back in to do shows in Columbus. So, so um, we when we stumble upon it on the show... There's so much. Here's here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something up front, and then you, I want you to grade me. Okay. Okay. When when you know what fra- what words to use or what the, what you know transgender trainee. Some people like trainee. Some people don't think you should use trainee. People, including me, it sounds like you're saying trainee. Like you know, it's not like someone being which, taught trainee. to do a but job. I like right? that. That's like, a good. That's maybe a new name for it. What trainee? What am I saying? Maybe, maybe, it's, is it, maybe no, it's the train. Philly accent coming through. It sounds like you're saying train, like T R I, like like the Burger King. Yeah, yeah. Like, so let me so show you the ropes. Let you me teach say you how it's done. You say it. tranny, tranny. Yeah, I, tranny. <laughs> and if, I, if I have to say it, that's that sounds tranny. Sounds right? Yeah, you're right. I did say it wrong. Start over. <laughs> so, what I think a lot of people think of, even with a lot of things, like what can you say? You can't say this word. You can't say that word. No one. Tell me if I'm I'm getting this right. Nobody is waiting in the wings to attack you because you say something that they wish you wouldn't, or you, they maybe the phrase is different than that. If all you have to do is give a fuck to learn, and the example I give is somebody asked me once, sometimes I feel bad because I slip and I use the word uh, retarded, mm-hmm. and then I'll go. No, no, I'm sorry. I use the clumsy. I meant clumsy, and I shouldn't. And I and and I said, let me tell you something. If somebody that is evolved in the other room hears you do that, they're not. They're, all they're thinking is that's a really smart person. I just overheard in the other room because they said a word that they're trying to get out of the vocabulary, and no one's in the other room. All they're doing is thinking that's a. And I would imagine in this community, it's the same thing. All you, sure. It's a slow learning process, and all you have to do is give a fuck to learn. It's going to take a little while to learn. It's gonna, you might slip and say something that uh, – am I, am I in the – Yeah, I think you're – for the most part, I think you're right on that. And I think that's the, the case with most marginalized groups is that, like, there's words like that. I mean, there are going to be some people who will be militant and angry no matter what you do. And I think that's the same with, like, the gay community and the word faggot, where, like – most people at this day and age have learned not to just toss it out in anger for the most part. And I think a lot of people, like, um, 
like I've seen, I listened to other podcasts where they actually have instituted like a swear jar, and then when they use that word, they throw money in it and they apologize, and they. So I, I think that there's clearly an effort to learn and to grow from it, and I think that is for at least for me, and I feel like in general with any intelligent marginalized group, I think you have to have some degree of that. And I, I, I'm somebody who gets frustrated a lot of times with like social justice movements where you sacrifice all progress in the name of perfection. So you get mad at the people who are, le- who are legitimately trying, like you said, and who actually give a fuck to learn as opposed to the people who don't know anything and just screw up left and right. Like those are the people you should be talking to, not somebody who accidentally says transvestite when they mean transgender. And- you know. and, and would I guess right before we let people off the hook too much that most people would – again, I'm going to have to give myself a get-out-of-jail-free card. He, even as I talk to you, I go, uh-huh. well, trying to be an intelligent person, do I use the wrong phrase? That's what today is all about. Right. And, and I have to take my own advice to go, if you say a word wrong, you'll, you'll fix it. No, and and uh, you know, uh, Rye isn't across the table from me uh, thinking anything but, hey, this guy gives a shit because yeah. I do. And slowly he will, he will, he will uh, know the right terminology to use. Like, I think the fact that you're even having me on the show to talk about it indicates that you're trying to learn about it because mm-hmm. you could have been – like if somebody say I don't know what the history of when you used it and what Chris wrote in about, but like you could have used it in the wrong way and someone could have said, Hey, you know, that's offensive and you could be like, hey, screw you, it's comedy. Like you could have done that. No. People do that. But instead you were like, Oh, you know somebody who can talk about this, let me bring her in and we can talk to her about it and then we can learn from it. And I think that's you know, I, I did a podcast last year with another comic who brought me into the same kind of idea and the whole time he kept calling me he and kept calling me a dude or whatever. And I kind of – I never really called him out on it, but I kept slightly – like quietly correcting him as it went on and on. And then when the podcast aired, I felt like I had to put a disclaimer out to the people who were going to hear it and be like, before you listen to it, know that he's who I should be talking to. He doesn't know, and I'm trying to teach him. I have no interest in doing podcasts for people who already get it because they already get it. And sure enough, like he read that post – and then he read it, and then he emailed me like a week later and goes, you know what? I just listened back to the podcast, and he goes, I'm an idiot. I'm really sorry, and I'll do better from now on. And that's, that, for me, it's a huge victory. So. And, 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 and that, would make me, I, that would make me emotional, almost like even when you just said that, that made me uh, uh, fill up a little because you think, oh, that's a good guy. Yeah. He, he, that's a good guy. And he, it was Paul Goebel. I'll say his name. He's a good dude. So I don't want to – I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm yeah. praising him up. So. I, oh, the Paul I know, the comedian Paul? Yeah, yeah, the comedian oh, yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah, I love Paul. He's, yeah. He is a good guy. Um, so, so, yeah, like w- w- you don't stop growth because there might be some people that – as you're, if you make a mistake, they're they're, they're overly harsh. Or they're, right. They, they, okay, forget about them. Yeah. But at least attempt to please the reasonable, decent, intelligent people. I agree. And no one's getting upset. Uh, overwhelmingly, we're not talking about five percent. If I could say, the, could I say the transgender community, or would that be? A, a, I mean, a, it's it's a weird group because like there is a community and there isn't because we're so varied and we're such a small percentage of the overall population and a lot of us need different things or are different parts in our paths so it's harder for us to really have this overall sense of community and right. we're trying and we're getting there unfortunately there is a lot of really bad infighting right. amongst the trans community not unlike there is within any other marginalized group right. i mean like in the gay community there's a lot of people are fighting about like masculinity versus femininity and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's the same kind of thing with trans people, and unfortunately, because we're only recently getting to the forefront, I think that's happening a lot more than it probably should be right now, but I think we're working on it and getting there. So, 
And and again, I'm going to preface that the, uh, amongst all reasonable people, mm-hmm. uh, this is a learning process. And all you have to do if you're listening, because someone right now, they have their headsets on, the headsets on, they're trying to listen, they're trying to learn. All you have to do, it's a slow process, yeah. is give a fuck. Yeah. Just give a fuck. And if you give a fuck, you make mistakes, you'll say things wrong, and, and, and that's, oh, no one cares. If, right. But if you give a fuck, slowly you'll start knowing what to say and no one's waiting in the wings in the dark wings to catch you right you know and if somebody does call you out for saying the wrong thing i mean don't act like they're trying to crucify you for it just be like hey i, I didn't know i'll learn i'll be better next time you know, and that's the problem that i think running people have a lot of things that's a i'm glad you just brought that up because that's what i asked for a pen for to say that amongst all the people that might say geez i said the wrong term and someone crucified me let's yeah. say out of a hundred percent of those people that feel crucified because they made it wrong. I bet a small – it's a much smaller of who was actually crucified. Right. I agree. Much smaller. And, it and does happen, but do- you're right, a much it, smaller amount. Exactly. Of course it happens. And, and, but, but it's a much smaller amount. And to me it's like if somebody added wrong mm-hmm. and you looked, over their, you looked over their thing and you went, oh, by the way, really calm. Um, by the way, that's uh, 15, not, uh, not 18. There'd be the person who went, oh, thanks a lot, and then erased it and fixed it. Yeah. There'd be somebody that just hates being corrected. Oh, my God, a fuck, he was over. No, he wasn't over your shoulder. He <laughs> calmly fucking corrected you, and, he, and you felt crucified. Every time I write wrong numbers, they're always no. coming in and correcting my man. Uh, no, someone <laughs> lovingly just corrected you. Yeah. Let me start with this, because then after that, I think it'll turn into a free-flowing conversation. There's, sure. one, there's one other example I'm giving. I want to make sure this is... An example that if you were listening to the radio, driving in the car, you'd be okay with this. Mm-hmm. I heard one, somebody once say, and now I understand, it was a guy out of Dallas that was talking about when uh, uh, Dale something, about when, uh, who's the, the gay uh, football player, the first gay football player that was open? Um, Michael Sam? Michael Sam, thank yeah, you. I want to say Michael Scott. I mean, that's Michael that's the Sam. office. Yeah. And uh, he said, I don't understand that world. And I understood what he meant because I don't understand – the, the world we're talking about right sure. now. So I want to make sure that when I say what I'm saying, and I've been saying this for two ye- about a year, that you're okay with it. Like you go, <laughs> you, you'll have a pulse with it. You know, when you're trying to be intelligent, I hope I'm not having someone in the car going, oh, I know he's trying. Yeah, yeah. But I said, I don't understand your world. But I do understand this, that if nature, because I'm not necessarily a believer in, you know, sure. maybe. If nature would make somebody, now as you're sitting in front of me, I'm hoping this is great and it's not bad, uh, joined at the head. Joined at the head. Nature does that. Yeah. Well, then I don't understand why people don't have a hard time going, if nature could do something outwardly like that, couldn't nature do something inwardly like that? Like, uh, Yeah, exactly. And, and it's 100% not- yes. That's, my, that's one of the cornerstones of like when I – get so frustrated with people who come at that argument like you're saying where they go well i mean just just naturally people do this thing where they go no biologically you're men or you're women i'm like well first of all that's even fundamentally not true in the realm of science like people think that there's this very simple dichotomy of of x x is female x y is male and that's all there is to it when in reality even outside of the transgender spectrum there are significantly high uh, instances of people being born with intersex conditions, many of which you don't even know it. There are people right now walking around who are are biologically female who have a penis and they don't even know it. Like they they are they are XX 
uh, chromosomes, and they, have, they, they, but they look male and they think they're male. They've been raised male their entire life. They'll probably live and die as men, and they don't know it. And but they have the, the two chromosomes that say they're female. Same thing. There was a woman in uh, there was a Huffington Post article about two years ago where there was a woman who found out in her mid twenties that she was biologically male. She was XY, and that's why she couldn't have kids and why she didn't like she had abnormal cycles or whatever when she was younger and it turned out it was because she had never actually she didn't actually have the right organ like organs and she just didn't know it because it was all internal and she had never been checked so yeah absolutely so so and, and almost let me just go on that a little bit more because i have it in my head but i want to drill it into someone else's head because there's a lot of intelligent people that might even you know look look i'm gonna go a little long here sure but There, like, 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 I don't want to be the person like, you know, there's gay people that are racist and there's racist, the people that are homophobic and there's women that are. And I go leave. But let me tell you something. I don't want to exert the type of anger that brings out in me because me what I say to everybody is I'll tell you what, if you're gay and you're sexist, if you're if you're black and you're homophobic. And I know you convince yourself you're not. Then then leave fucking white men alone. If you can't learn, then you fucking leave white men alone. and You let them do whatever they fucking want because you had one thing to do, and that's not turn around and do it to another goddamn group. And I feel like the community, tra- I, I, transgender, they're the next group that it's okay to, to shit on and to make fun of. And I don't want to do that. I'm like, I don't want to turn it around and do it to the next group. So I want to drill it into someone's head that, that I don't understand how someone doesn't understand that. Someone that they don't have to be able to write a, um, an essay on it. I get it. I can't yet. I'm still thinking as I'm asking you a question, I'm thinking of the next question I want to ask you because there's so much in my sure. head. But let me go back and underline what I just said. Somebody out there understands that nature I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue it from a different end because I think it makes it more ironclad. Oh, yeah, I know nature could make someone join at the heads. Outwardly, I understand. Of course I understand nature could do it. Oh, oh what about inwardly? No, not inwardly. Outwardly. But doesn't that not make sense to you? If you're listening to that, let me say it again. Outwardly, because they can't argue outwardly. Outwardly, does nature sometimes? And, hey, look, in being kind to people that are joined at the head, I think they would admit that this is not an easy life, that nature... It's, it's a hard life. How about inwardly? Could nature do something inwardly? Someone's going, I like arguing it from that. It's easier. Yeah, yeah. It's no, amazing. stop it. And the thing when you think stop about it, it like already, a developing it, fetus. Inwardly, it could do the stuff yeah. it does outwardly. Does that sound right? Yes! And it's so simple when you think about it because when, when human fetuses are developing, there is a point early on where a fetus has no gender, basically. And it's just a firing of hormones that make the same organs either go outward into being testicles or being inward and being ovaries, all that kind of stuff, all comes from the same biological building blocks. So all we're really talking about is that what if at one point in a child's development, one thing fired wrong? And people are like, that's crazy! But it's like, but Why? like you just said, people have all these other birth defects and things that happen that people can believe happen, but this one thing, because that means they have to think about things for a minute and they don't want to do it. It's yeah. hard. Well, it hurts the back of your head sometimes. Yeah. But I think it's also a thing where people have spent so long in their lives being awful that when they're faced with what you just did and it makes it so simple, they don't want to admit that, oh, my God, it is that simple because they don't want to have to backtrack on how awful they've been about it for so long. Yeah, yeah, and and um, hold on, let me get my thought here. The uh, trend. Uh, um, I used to think, and now I don't think that, but I'm saying it because there might be people that. 
what if we lived in a world where I used to think someone that wanted to have a sex change was because they were what if they could live in a world where they could be a woman, but they do things that are societally masculine? You know, maybe if we didn't, but that's I felt not the same way. But so this I, isn't. I had that same thought. So that's not a crazy thing to think. But when this I was younger. Is, this mm-hmm. is there's a huge difference between what you're going through and versus somebody that no, no, no. I'm definitely a woman, and I want to be a woman, and I'm a woman, and my body's a woman. I'm a woman. I just am a more societally a masculine woman. This is not what we're talking right. about. And I always tell people this that. You should make any joke you want. Don't take any joke out of your act if you're a comedian. Hey, there's people that aren't comedians in the world, and they should do what, say whatever. You Really? <laughs> I live in L.A., so I don't know if that's true anymore. Rye looked at me like, is there? <laughs> um, do whatever you want, but don't just get verbiage out of your act. Don't stop anything. You do whatever you fucking want in your act. And of course, I'm going to make a flip that he flip that he flip that he flip here. But once you get to know that person... You just might not want to. Yep. And it came to me one day when I realized, like, how courageous someone is that goes through this. How fucking courageous it is. You know, and I know I'm talking to you, and this applies to you, but it's okay. Take yeah. a compliment. All right, I'll take it. I was, I was attacked last summer, and I lived, so I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah, so. it's courageous. You fucking talk about a brave fucking motherfucker. That you are going to go through this and, and, and the torment and the being teased and the judgment. That, that's a brave motherfucker. And when I see comedians or people with radio shows or, any, or people with podcasts, like, I don't give a fuck about offending people. And that's my new thing that I have to preface every time. F- not that I want to offend people, but you'll understand what I mean. Offend people. Who gives a fuck? We wouldn't have change in this world if we didn't offend people. But make sure you're offending the right people. Yeah. Don't be punching the fucking people that are already getting punched that are looking for a hug. And, and the worst is when they cap it off by trying to be brave. You're not brave. You're not brave. You're a coward. And if you want to be, do whatever you want, do it. But what, and, I'll, and I might try to look the other way comedically. But when I want to go, but hell, when, when, just when you're saying everything I don't agree with, and I'm trying to fucking ignore it, which I'm not, but I'm, for this bit you'll get what I'm saying, and then you have the nerve to call yourself brave, brave, you fucking coward. So that's when I realized that, like, if you knew what that person went through, and if you sat down with someone, like we're sitting down with you, you maybe just wouldn't want – you might want to throw a few blows to the people that are making fun of that group as opposed to the group. You, you think that group, they're getting punched enough. They're getting beat up in the streets. If you really think they need a good punching, huh, do they need it? Do they, does that community need a good punching? They're getting it. Yeah. So spend <laughs> Case your, in point. I've been, I've been punched. So Spend your energy somewhere <laughs> else. Even if, I'm agreeing right. with you. No, hey. no, I agree with you. I, everything you've said and what, and is 100% what, what's in my head a lot when I'm on. I, I have to get off Facebook half the time these days because people – is there any less uh, brave or edgy comment in, in the world of comedy anymore than I'm just telling it like it is? Well, that's not your job as a comic to tell it like it is. Your job is to fix like it is. Yeah, I'm just like, pleasing like the dumb people like what they want to hear. Yeah, it's like that. Like when people – like. A comic's job is to point out, like, the comic is supposed to be the jester who makes fun of the king. The jester's not supposed to shit on the groundlings. The jester's not supposed to to piss on the people who are in the gutter. The jester's supposed to say, hey, why aren't these guys eating? Why are we having this big feast over here? Hey, that's that's the jester's job. And guess what? If he does decide to do that, to shit on the people that are eating shit on, how about you just do it? 
But can you do me one little fucking stinking favor? Can you just say, because I'm lazy? Exactly. Do you yes. have to give me a fucking blow to my face with your fist by going, I say it like it is. I'm brave. Just yeah. at least give me something. Go, why do you pick on the group that's getting punched already? Because yeah. like I'm lazy. Tell it like it is so, it's, it's lazy, it's hacky, it's, it's pandering. Mm-hmm. And like, I, there's, someone had a great quote. I can't remember where I read this, but it was basically that the idea is that when you're when you're making comedy that attacks power and you're punching up, that's being a satirist. But when you're making comedy that that supports the things that are in power and you're punching down, that's being a propagandist. That's not being a satirist. And I think that's one thing a lot of times people hide behind satire as the argument for why they're doing the things they do. And I want to go, no, you're not being a satirist. And don't hide behind that honorable term for what you're doing. Oh, well said. Well said. It's an honorable term. We don't get. We get why we have to be able to make uh, a you know a parody of even uh, uh, you know what happened in uh, uh, Germany. You know with the Nazis. Right. I couldn't even say it right. I'm a moron. <laughs> um, we get it. But yeah. you, you said it well. And you know what? I shouldn't skip past this because I, I think it's something that needs to be told. When I was talking about you know you 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 know you don't want to beat up the group that's always getting beat up. What's the situation when you're in where you get uh, you get beat up? I got attacked last summer, ironically, of all weekends for it to happen. It happened on the way to a Pride event last summer in, in June. I was, going, I, was, I was going to, there's an event called Dyke Day that is in Los Feliz. And Gross. Kind of, yeah, I know. I know I'm kidding. I know I'm kidding. Camp. I'm kidding. I just it's my to, camp time. Like in the middle um, of like being intelligent to know, me. It's, just something it's, oh, it's gross. so funny. Edit that um, out. Edit it in. Edit it in. Leave that in. Edit you it out. You need to hear what a monster talk last is. Uh, but so I was going to – it's in Los Feliz. It's hard to park. So I go, you know, I'll take the train. I've taken the train in L.A. hundreds of times. I'll do it. Uh, I, I don't make the kind of money to call a car service. So I, I – sorry. Um, I, so I got, I'm going down to the train station. I'm heading down the steps into the NoHo train station, and I hear this guy behind me on the escalator just yell out suddenly, why the fuck are you wearing a skirt? Like, and I, I mean, like, I hear that kind of shit all the time. People love to yell stuff at me from cars and, and stoplights and stuff. So I usually ignore it. I don't think I'm going to stop and be like, oh, well, you know, it's a hot summer day and this goes with my shoes. Like, he's not going to be like, oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, so I go down, I go down the train station and I'm ignoring the guy and I get into the crowd of people so I can get my ticket. And the mistake that I made was keeping my back to him. I thought if I went into the crowd, I'd be fine. I was not. He grabbed me by the shoulder and he got in my face and he just goes, skirts are for ladies. As if I was supposed to go, what? Like, I didn't know, and he was letting me know the truth, mm-hmm. you know? And then uh, he basically grabbed me, and then I grabbed him back in self-defense, and then he tried to run away, but I was holding onto his shirt, and his shirt, like, ripped off of him. Excuse me. Uh, and then, basically, from there, it turned into, like, a brief fight where – and then I just saw Red, and I was, just, like, swinging at him back, and I was, like, chasing him around the train station, and I yelled out, it's Pride Weekend! Like, that was going to make him go, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I forgot it was your holiday. <laughs> Uh, but so basically, it ends up with us kind of like he's backing away from me, and like he's going, "You started it to me," which is the funny, like by wearing clothes. Is that how I started it? Like if you grab me, motherfucker. Like I, I'm, I'm not a very violent person, uh, but if you grab me, it's on. I'm not gonna be your fucking statistic, you know. So basically, he's backing away from me, and then this kid like comes down the escalator, and he hears me shouting, "Get the fuck away from me!" And then the kid, like, then the guy's like, "All right," and then like at that point. When there was no more harm to be had, then the train station employee stepped in and broke it up, and then it was over. But the weird thing about it is the next day – the story went crazy because the next day – I had posted about it on my blog, and the next day somebody 
sent me a link to a funnier die video. After that guy attacked me, he then went to Pride in West Hollywood, and it turned out he had come to L.A. on this weird holy mission to kill gay people or like stop the spread of AIDS by treating the Pride Fest like it was a frat party. Like he's on this video and he walks up and he's got the ripped off shirt that I tore off of him and they ask him what happened and he said, oh, I got in a fight with a tranny because I didn't like that he was wearing a dress or whatever. He's just being brazen about it. And then he says that he's there on a, a quest to assert social dominance and get the women out of there so that AIDS won't be spread. Alright, here we go. Now, yeah. I'm going to try to take this. What yeah. I call people Look, people like this person, let me get this thought out, can make miraculous miraculous changes. Mm-hmm. People that were in the Ku Klux Klan, I get it. They can write a book. That this, Robert but, Byrd, but over, for example. Is, is yeah. Robert Byrd someone? Robert Byrd is a – I think he's dead now, but he was a senator, and he, when he was young, was in the Klan. But then mm-hmm. he's a Democratic senator, and over the course of his life, he really kind of made a big turnaround. Right. He's mentioned in, in Obama's book, um, Dreams of My Father, he's like mentioned about like when he – uh, audacity of hope he mentions like when he got sworn into the senate and how robert Byrd like looked at him how like tears in his eyes and you can tell like he felt like really bad about his past and stuff like that so so yeah i'm glad that you even knew his name because it gives legitimacy that i'm aware of that but obviously i'm going to say that overwhelmingly <laughs> that those people don't usually change right. but i think for the people that do it is always fair to give them because it's miraculous and it, and 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 it'll bring and it, and it's and it's very overwhelming it takes a lot of it takes a lot of moral fiber to do that so and here's I, the group yeah. Where I'm going to make it more someone listening. Sure. Because that person isn't listening to my podcast. I'm never going to get to that person. But this person I will. And I talked about this in my book when we call it. So, so what can you do if you're listening to the show? You would never do that. But when you talk about it in a way like, can you imagine them? Or that's gross. Or, and you would never. You would never hurt someone or punch somebody. You're listening right now. And you would never, ever fucking do what that guy did. Never. Matter of fact, you'd run over and fucking punch that guy. That's the thing. But here, That's who I'm talking to right now because I told you this happened in a train station. It was a crowded train station, and nobody in that station stepped up to defend me. The only person who did was a kid who came in way later. So who's who I'll, here's who we'll talk to are the people who stood around in that train station and watched this guy fucking jump me. Okay, now I got – hold on. That's two things then. Yeah. Because where I was going with it was that you might not align yourself. If you're listening to this show right now and you would never do that, but you talk about it, maybe it's – like I said, if you have a podcast or a radio show or you're a comedian, then you hit a bigger audience. But even if you're at a party somewhere and you talk about it, not doing that, but you talk about it in a childish way juvenile destructive way you might not align yourself with those people that would do that but let me tell you something they align themselves with you yep they think that you're too chicken shit to do what they want to do so if you think well i would never and i believe you i'm not even arguing it you would never go and you would never punch anybody that was but when you talk about it or you say things that are ignorant they align themselves with you that's the danger and they take Does legitimacy that, in what you say to support their point of view being what it right. is. Right. Yes. They, they, so, and, and, and I think that the same thing uh, – maybe I'll make my example better. When I compare it to, uh, to someone like that is gay, someone that would say, um, I don't know why they don't give up on the gay marriage. You, this is a person that I'm about to describe right now that would never go out and beat up a gay person. They would even pray for them in church. Mm-hmm. But 
but but they say, why don't they give up on gay marriage? Or I can't imagine two guys fooling around. Someone that overhears that that will go out and beat up a gay person. I know, I know you don't align yourself with them, and I agree with you. But they're align themselves with you, right? And that's why it's important to be one hundred percent aware of an, an intelligent and speak clearly. Uh, you don't earn the right to power. Everything is fucking funny, but you don't earn the right to make it funny unless your stance is ironclad yeah. that you have an understanding of that community and you have an understanding of that person. Then everything is fucking funny. Irony is only irony. adjusts the position of brilliance. Right, exactly. And if you have not laid down the law of brilliance, you don't earn the right to make any joke you want. Right. If you want to make jokes about gay people or trans people or black people or anybody, you, you can do it, but you better have your shit on lock because yeah. you, want to, you want to be able to stand up. It's like when Chris Rock went on, on Saturday Night Live and made fun of the Boston bombing or whatever, and there was a real brief like flare-up. For the most part, everybody kind of shot them down. And I go, no, fuck you, he was funny. And that's yeah. the end of the day. Chris Rock knows his shit. Chris yeah. Rock knows who he's going to piss off when he makes those jokes. He's not afraid of those people when he makes the jokes anyway because he knows he's right at the end. And that's what people always say to dismiss it. They always go, oh, you're always going to offend somebody. How about you don't – how about this? Don't worry about – you're all, you're right. You're always going to offend someone. Yeah. How about you worry that you don't offend the intelligent, right? the brilliant, the the, the well thought out, the fair, the fair meaning they're not looking to attack you because you made a mistake. How about you don't want to offend them? You know, okay, you're right. You're always going to offend someone. That doesn't mean throw in the towel and say whatever you want. Right. You know, yes, you're always going to offend somebody, but you can you can please the intelligent. Make that your goal to please the intelligent at least. Right. And when so so what I'm trying to do, and I don't know if I did it yet, is like when someone's done listening to this podcast, I want them to have a few clean things that they leave with it. So going back to what you said about when we're referencing you today, coming in today, we did. We battled. You know already what I'm right. going to ask. Him or her. Right. So it is her. It's her. I, I am transitioning to live full-time as a woman, So I and I personally – there's a thing with, with gender, with trans the community where it's the concept of like personal pronouns. So a lot of us have very different like some people prefer the like I'm transitioning to live as female, I identify as female mentally, so I go by she, her, hers, that stuff. Um, some people tend to be more what they call like non-binary, so they kind of see themselves as being more in between the two genders, and they might actually have different pronouns. I well, I tried to live with that for a long time; it didn't work for me. I eventually was like, "No, this is a, this isn't this isn't enough for me." Try to work with what that you are. I tried to live this sort of like more like I I identify as this term called gender fluid, which sort of means like. I don't. I, I, I have this idea that gender is not a rigid set of it's A fluid. or B. It's fluid. By the way, I right. heard that word two years ago, uh, and I loved the way it sounded because it was a friend of Sarah Silverman's in Israel. Mm -hmm. Her sister is a rabbi, and her sister's friend is a rabbi. And her <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, and, I first heard it about three years. Sorry, tell your thing. And no, no. Okay. But but I remember he was talking about his daughter, and he and and he was very intelligent. And he goes, "She said, Dad, it's all fluid." And yeah. I didn't know what that meant, but I fucking liked it. Yeah. There was something about oh, it's fluid. So go ahead, go ahead. Well, I first heard it about three or four years ago, and I, I've been you know dealing with my issues about being trans since I was a child, and I came out about five years ago. But when I first came out, I said that I was a cross-dresser, but that wasn't a term that I ever fully connected with because there's such a very distinct image of what that means, and it never quite applied to me. Like, when I, when I think of a cross-dresser, I, I think of, like, 
someone who lives most of the time as a man may have a wife or kids and can't really come out any further. Can, and can then, I interject real sure. quick? There is somebody – there are people that that is the case. They, sure. They are straight. Right. They like women. Yeah. But they occasionally they, – they, whenever they want, like to dress – they like to dress as women. Sure. By the way, eventually that term, even that will sound dated. Right. I get it because dress as a even, woman. Even but now it's, like, it's kind of on that border where that's starting to it. happen. And that's kind of why these newer terms have started to pop up. My thing is I, – and I don't want to speak for anybody else's identity, but from an outsider point of view, when I look at people like we just talked about who mm-hmm. do that – I wonder if that's mostly like a generational thing where because there's been so much what we call transphobia, I wonder if that's not that different from, say, in the 50s where you would have homosexual men who got married, had kids, and I don't know why I said 50s. We're talking about like the last decade, but who then sneak out and have these like affairs on the side or whatever, and they would swear if they looked you in the face and go, I am not gay, but they go out and have sex with men all the time but go home. I, I do wonder if there is some degree of that of what we think of as a cross-dresser where it's somebody who, if given total agency, would live more full-time as, as a woman but doesn't think they can. And again, I can't You're speak not sure. to other people. Right. I wonder if that – I wonder if – as we get more and more open about gender identity issues, if in the next generation or two we'll see a lot less of that. Are you happening. saying this? that like Because I know somebody who opened up to me about that, mm-hmm. and um, I think they were being honest with me, you know? Yeah. That they, they just enjoy putting, putting on uh, – by the way, like again, sure. as we're having this conversation, putting on women's clothes, eventually it'll just yeah. be – Dre- a dress, right? I and say what's so different clothes. about that than like a right. girl being like, "I don't like to wear dress. I like to wear right. jeans and a t-shirt." Like, so speaking are you Sarah Silverman? You know, so. are you saying in the perfect world that you're wondering if those people, if you could wave a magic wand and they would just not deal with any of the criticism of the world or the or the actual operation? Mm-hmm. You know, that 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 they would feel more comfortable as a woman. I I don't like to say all of them. Some of I them. think some of the same thing with like when I made my, my example about closeted gay men in previous generations, yeah. some of them might be bisexual and some right. of them might well, then to I, have both relationships. Then you I would, know, so I would probably agree with you because and I always like to say it very clear. I think there are people. I do think there are bisexual people. I do, too. And I also I don't like when somebody says, oh, everyone's a little uh, a little gay. No, they're not. No, they're not. Stop right. that already. Some not everybody's aren't. a little right. gay. You know how I know that? Because. I'm not straight at all. Right. I have no desire in women whatsoever. So. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So basically, I think that gender. I told Jake, by the way, (laughs) I go, it's going to be one of those, the first hour, because I have so many questions. Yeah, yeah. But if you, I don't know, drop it in. No, that was perfect. I don't drop it anything you want. So I think that gender fits on the same. I think sexuality is on a spectrum. I think that we know we started with the Kinsey scale, we moved on to the Klein scale, where it's like you may be kind, you're very gay, you're very straight, or you're somewhere in between. And I think gender is the same way. I think you're very male, very female, or somewhere in between. And God bless you for all of it. Yeah, and just be comfortable enough to, uh, yeah, because uh, that's where it's heading. Go ahead, Troy. Can I? Can I just say? Uh, oh, your choice here. There's an interesting. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm popping in here. <laughs> there's an interesting bias that's at work here, and that is like a lot of this. Uh, a lot of this. Um, this antagonistic uh, behavior comes from uh, men not it comes from men and men who don't understand think about this when you're a kid as a let's just say you're a boy growing up an insult is to say something like ah oh, you throw like a girl or oh you wearing pink that's like a girl. think about how we make gender like we sort of define it we in our own it. ways right yeah. we weaponize it right so I had an interesting experience over the summer in Edinburgh. 
There was a uh, a very beautiful six foot blonde woman who worked at the theater. She helped with with our tech, and it turns out she's not a woman. So I became friends with her and we talked, and then uh, and then by she, birth. By birth, okay. So when she you looks say she's like not a female. A woman, Hold like on, this, I'm okay. going to transition okay. my my pronouns here, okay? Because I'm talking about how I first met the her, okay? And then I had a conversation with him, where he said, "I was born into a woman's body. Uh, this looks really weird." And this, by the way, was mind blowing to me, because. Uh, to to see to hear now, like I have your perspective, and sure. then I have this perspective from this man who was born into this body, and and he's saying to me, he says, I it's a uh, I I can't wait to have this, you know, to have an operation to to become what I really am. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I've learned to live with it. And and so I said I said now this is weird for me it, so it's it, again I'm looking visually men are our brains are stupid we know visual stuff first people just say not men's everybody's brain okay but men uh, men's brains are designed for uh, a greater recognition of visual stimuli and women's too women's are too but not nearly as much and well, that goes from that's lizards a, that's on. all a very like subjective because there's like every report saying that men's brains go one way women's go other way there's another report saying there's no difference at all so i think that's, I think, that's what i think I, getting at. I think yeah. to clean it up and well, i know you're okay. heading somewhere and i'll let you head yeah. a different conversation yeah but real yeah. quick to clean it up at least uh, what we perceive the difference between men and women is a lot of it's social so, so societally exactly. taught to go r- yes. real quickly women aren't as horny as men to real quick go on and then we'll go on to something else real quick but like touch back something you said earlier about being open about being who you are, and then we'll go back to what Troy's saying, and that kind of brings it up. I know some trans women who have transitioned to live full-time as women who never wear dresses, never wear makeup, who never wear skirts, who always wear just jeans, T-shirts, and flannel, but live as women. So that's a good example of, like, just because you're trans or you doesn't mean you're going to be, like, ultra-feminine and, like, have to fit this model of what a perfect woman is. So that, that that's a good point. I thought of that earlier, and I forgot about it, and then you brought that up, and it was a good time to call back to it. Sorry. Right. No, you're back good. You. The, the, <laughs> oh, the point I'm making with this is that when I see this guy, mm-hmm. my brain still sees the shape of a female. And so I had to say, I said, hey, is it okay with you if when I see you, I say, hey, man, what's up? And And he said, yeah, I, I would like that. Now, again, in my mind, I, I I was like, it could go either way because you know everyone else refers to him as a she. It again, remember, this is a six foot tall, blonde, voluptuous, gorgeous looking body of a woman, but mm-hmm. it's a man. I mean, you're basically talking about what I deal with in my life on a regular basis because I've only recently started hormones. I haven't had any like I, I've just started laser removal from my facial hair. So for me. If I wake up on a day and I sleep in and I have to rush off to work and I don't have time to shave, I know that everywhere I go all day, if I wear jeans and a T-shirt, uh. I'm going to get called he and sir and buddy and dude. So I'm basically on the other side of what this guy's dealing with where based on just the initial view of what he looks like to the outside world, he's going to get misgendered everywhere he goes. So and I'm going to interject because okay, okay. I know our listeners need I have need one this. last thing to okay, say. Okay, I'm going to interject. Relax, everybody listening. If you mm-hmm. feel overwhelmed – Guess what? If 5% of what we say today seeps in, and it will, that's great. You get an A++. So don't start thinking where the back of your head hurts, going, oh, God, I'll never. If if 1% slips in today, and trust me, it will, it will, 
you're fine. So just listen to what we say. Don't get stressed out. And slowly, as the years roll on, you'll 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 everything's going to be great. So don't get stressed out. Yeah, if, you're building if, you're building a log cabin. You have yeah. to start with the with the foundations. Right. And I know there's, there. even though we set it up front, you might think, yeah, Todd, you set it up front. That's okay. Some people, including me, might have forgotten it. Like, wait, I'm trying to follow, sure. and I've got notes, and I've got a sharpie, and I'm it's okay. Fair. Just I have relax. 33 years of this in my brain, and it still fucks me up sometimes. So. I, I think the very beginning thing you said about the key is to give a fuck all about learning, yeah. and that's that's the key. So yeah, sorry. Okay, no, no, you I'm don't glad you brought so. that up. So yeah. the the point of it all is the pivotal moment for me was asking permission to say, "Is it okay if I say, hey, man?'" And you know what? Once he said that, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, I can do that." And and I said, "By the way, I'm probably going to slip once in a while," and and he was like, "Yeah, that's fine, that's right. fine," but. That enabled my brain to to turn what I saw visually into oh I'm talking to the person now not the shell that we often think is the person the shell is never the person right and that's true for everybody yes right so that, so giving someone permission is mm-hmm. important and so someone you think is around you Ryan they they they're uncomfortable you sometimes you could just say hey by the way it's totally cool. If you call me like, hey, girl, what, whatever that is for you, because uh, there are people who are going to fumble and be uncomfortable. And, sure. and for me, once I had permission, I was like, oh, OK, cool. Now it's all good. But uh, again, not only is it totally I didn't cool know what for to me, do. it's preferred because right. what I find is when I run into like a lot of like straight dudes who've never thought about it before. What I get is the opposite, where instead of doing what you did, which is awesome. And I commend you for that, by the way, I want to take a second and give you props for that. Um, I get the guys who overcompensate and call me dude like it's a like it's punctuation in a sentence. They're like, hey dude, so dude, you hanging out for the show, dude? I mean, what's up, dude? Hey man, how's it going, dude? What's up, buddy? Like that kind of thing. When I go to comedy shows, I get that. And then when I call them out, or I don't even call them out, I go, hey, you know, I prefer female pronouns. They go, oh, I call everybody dude. Like they can't take a second to go, oh yeah, maybe that affects you in a way that I don't think about. They immediately and by the get, way, they're lying. They do, yeah, of course they are. By the I've way, sat and, with and some of them. By the yeah. way, a lie means ninety eight percent of the time you're full of shit. Right. Two percent of the time. Have you ever called a woman dude? Of course you and have. The thing is, I know but, plenty of people who do call women dude. I know women who do that, but I know almost nobody calls women man and buddy. Right. And by the and way, those are the two that I get the most of. Even for a guy, when someone over, I casually this is totally a more casual conversation for a minute now. Yeah. yeah. I call people. Uh, I use the word dude. I even yeah, say um, I do too. But guys. guess what? When, it, when someone overuses it, even forget about this conversation, just amongst all, it's still annoying. <laughs> it's still Don't dude me or brother me to death, you yeah, fuck. It's not, it's not hey, bro, hey, bro, hey, bro. How about if I write the word bro down on a scarf and choke you with it? <laughs> I, uh, I responded. <laughs> I responded to a Facebook comment from my way, actual let me, let me brother. Interject Sorry, go ahead. Real quick. We're not talking about, like, I, I have to over-preface it, <laughs> the casual use of dude. I will even, a dude will come yeah. at me naturally. Ah, oh, cool, dude. We're talking about the overuse of it. Let me tell you overuse. something. You're covering up. You're, you're uncomfortable. Dude, bro. Dude, bro. Dude, bro. All right, fucking relax. Yeah. Well, like, on Facebook, my actual brother made a comment on a post, and we have a different last name. And so I wrote, thanks, bro. And then I like, almost wanted to put, I'm not just saying, bro, like a dude, bro. That's my actual brother. And it's okay. It was an emotion that naturally came out. Of you, yeah. and when that happens, no one doubts it. They're yeah. like, "Oh, that that was free flowing." But yeah. you can tell when somebody is a little uncomfortable. You know, bro, 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 bro. Um, okay, hold on. Let me yeah. go back on track. Okay, so Dr- Troy uh, is an idiot. 
Um, no, no, I'm just writing it down because of that thing you said Here, to take the, those notes. The, the, he said, Do you even sh- have to write that down? The I'm shell of a Troy person <laughs> talks to a six foot four. Six I think he said four. Latino. <laughs> the guy with these horrible notes. Scotland. Oh, Scotland. I thought you said Latino. Um, Scotland has a very large Latino community. <laughs> people don't realize it. Okay, so let me go with another like question. like spicy haggis. Um, let, me, let me go to the next uh, the question. So um, I guess the one thing, they're, they're probably, I, I know we talked about this, but I want to, and by the way, here's what I say. Sure. You can find a person that says, it's okay to use – you might disagree with me. And by the way, don't be afraid to go – I totally disagree with you on this. But I've I, been so soft-spoken so far. I can see why <laughs> you think I might do that. I tend to think that you would – like I'll go to me because I, I'm comfortable. Where the hell are you going? You're under the bathroom. Hey, when you get back, Troy, can you get me another beer? Yeah. Thank you. Bro. Um, thank, thanks, brah. God, it goes so quick. It goes so quick. It's 820 already. Oh, wow. It's all right. You know what? You know when you hear this, this is the most – you hear this all the time. Oh, I had so much more to talk about. We have to have you – yeah, we will. We're going to have to do this again because it's, no it's all good. It's all good. And next time I don't think we it's can – It's all good, bro. <laughs> I don't think we can put a cap on it because I'd feel so much but, – but it's okay. We're okay. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on. There was a specific thing that I wanted to say. Um, it's okay. We can even edit this if we have to. Uh uh, not now. Come on. Um, bros want to have fun. Uh, no, there was something very specific I wanted to ask you about. Oh, oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Aristotle. Um, I, you know, sometimes someone could say, I could say, oh, I'm gay. Um, I think, you know, whatever I say, I know what I'm talking about. And that's not always true. Right. Uh, when I was younger, I would have said it's okay. I had a bit in my act where I would go, what if you had a gay cop? And you went, what if there was a gay cop? I remember cop? that bit. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Like he would come skipping up to your car. Okay, freeze. Now, you could say wouldn't w- that was a harmless bit. It, I say no. I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. And I think in a lot of these cases, just because you can find somebody that might be uh, transgender that is okay with something or someone that, you can find a gay person that would say oh it's okay if you use the word gay as an adjective that doesn't mean they're right just because they're gay right it just means that they're personally okay with it like I'm a comedian so for me I have a much wider berth of things that I'm okay with because I know how to look at things from a comedic point of view out of doing comedy since I was 19 years old like I understand from comedy somebody who's not a comedian who's just trying to get by in their life they might hear a joke and it for them it might be the worst thing that happened to them all that day and they're right to feel that way let, let me i think i might be on a uh what, what i was trying to say was that sometimes what are you doing troy oh it's gonna kill me <laughs> open it up we'll do it we're, we're well, you know what i'm okay actually because I, I didn't realize how we were no on no time you're fine so, you're okay. fine is it okay if Troy, is it okay if Troy gets a beer while we're doing an interview? Well, no, he. Uh, I asked for once. That's that's on me. All right, Jake, don't be rude. And by the way, you're you're right because we we asked him to get you a yeah, beer. Yeah. It's okay. Um, it's still okay. fun to make fun of Troy. He, it is. I mean, there's a lot of things Troy has not been called out for, but he probably deserves. So I feel like it's oh, wait, okay. What, what is that? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> so here's what I was saying that. 
Most um, of that jacket that you're wearing today. <laughs> 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 I agree with that on by, by every stretch. Now, <laughs> what was it like winning the Masters, Troy? Let me ask you that. <laughs> I've never seen him wear like I like it. I've that never, he's, no, I never wear. You this. look like I wore uh, this just for the show. Doug Stanhope gave you that, right? <laughs> it does look like something Doug Stanhope would wear. Um, and I mean that in a good way because I love someone that can express themselves and wear whatever they want and just be cool and wear the sh- pants well, they want. It's funny you bring up Doug because Doug's a really good example of the kind of comic we were talking about earlier where. Doug is not somebody who does the, I just tell it like it is. Doug admits on stage, look, some of the stuff I say is going to piss you off, and I admit, and if, and, if, and if you don't like it, I understand, but just wait it out, and maybe something else. I, I always love, because there's a lot of comics who I think are younger, and they get behind that like freedom of speech argument, and they'll talk about like George Carlin, and they'll go like, oh, if George Carlin was around today, the people on Jezebel would piss their pants. And I'm going to go, George Carlin went to fucking jail, and you're complaining about a blog? And also, like- yes, and also... <laughs> This is when, when people reference George Carlin or Bill Hicks, yeah. a lot of them don't realize they're indirectly insulting them because he would have done this. Yeah, he died 20 or 10 years ago. Yeah. So you're insinuating that he wouldn't have kept growing. So by your own fruition, thank God that fucking um, Richard Pryor lived to do the bit where he said he doesn't want to use the, uh, the word nigger exactly. anymore. Because Perfect if he would have died before he got to that bit, there'd be – Millions of people going, hey, Richard Pryor said it was all right. Yeah. Don't you let your evolution die with the comedian. Right. How many of those guys would hate the comics these days who, who quote them as their inspiration and go, and then never move past it? Like, you mentioned your gay cop thing. I used to do a joke in my act where I used the word tranny, and I was using it in the context of – of somebody yelling it at me, and that's why I thought it was okay. And it's not that it's not okay to use it, but I went and looked at the bit, and then I was like, you know what? This joke is funny. I don't need that word to be in there for this joke to be funny. So if I can get the exact same point across without using a word that might turn off one person in the audience who for who's like been yelled, yelled at them or been assaulted by it, and I don't need it for the joke to work, why am I using it still? And I stop using it. And it doesn't mean that there, someone will correct you on verbiage that you keep in your act. Right, but make sure you kept it in your act because you thought it out. You get, I don't stop every, I don't stop all behavior that someone wants me to stop in my act. Sometimes I think, but I don't keep it because I just wrote it off that someone corrected me. Right. I do deep thinking about it. I go, you know what? They might be right, but I'll tell you one thing: if I decide to keep it in my act, which is sometimes I put a lot of thought into it, I just didn't go. Yeah. And the reason that I say trust the groups. Because Glad probably knew 40 years ago that my bit was destructive. Even though at the time someone could have gone, oh, my God, it's just a joke. Gay people are feminine. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And some very intelligent people, notice I'm saying intelligent, would have been like that. It's not that bad. Oh, fuck. That's when you lose me. That's when Glad loses you. No, Glad was right because... They saw, even though I thought it was all right as a comic to do that bit, yeah. they didn't just, they saw the destruction that it caused. Oh, yeah, because if you were gay and you were a cop, of course you'd skip up the car and be feminine. And right. that is destructive. So I say, just because you're out there and you can find a friend that disagrees with what we're saying, trust the organization. They won't always be right, but these are intelligent people that link the path, the verbiage, to the destruction. Well, it's like going back to Michael Sam we brought up earlier. I remember when he came out and people were like, why does he even have to bring it up? Like, why does he have to talk about what's clearly a private bedroom issue? And I go, well, it's not a private bedroom issue because every other football player has their wife or their girlfriend on the, on the stands, and why can't he have his boyfriend out there and that kind of thing? But also, it's the same thing. Your joke, what if there's a gay cop? So, of course, a gay cop's going to be all swishy and flamboyant. 
what if we had a gay football player? And someone's like, oh, he's going to prance around and be a f-. But look, Michael Sam is a talented football player and was able to hold his own on the field. Like, you know, right. he got cut later. But still, I'm just saying, like, the whole point is that like, bit he, seems harmless to go in 1988 or now to go, hey, yeah. what if we had a gay football player, it would be great. Right. And then but the for joke- a gay kid in high school right now who wants to play football, Michael Sam is a fucking hero. Well, you know? I believe me, I said the same thing. And they, you don't know how many children that made breathe easier. Of course. And, uh, yeah. And and again, you know, um, oh my God, I'm exhausted. Hey, <laughs> Rye, you're killing me. <laughs> no, I but yeah, like... so, yeah, the gender fluid thing. I I know we're getting short on time, so no, I want no, to come back good. to this real you're quick. Good. When we talk about like, there's one thing that I think I was thinking about this today. Actually, people talk about like labels and terms, and it always feels like the people who have the least need to be identified by labels are the first ones to go, why don't we got to divide everybody up by labels? Like, why can't we all just be people? It's always the people, like, it's almost always, like, straight, white, upper class, like, people who are kind of the defaults of society. Like, for me, I mentioned the gender fluid thing. So, I mean, I, when I first heard that word three or four years ago, it fixed me in a way because it was the first time I heard a word that really struck to exactly how I felt about myself. And so whenever someone's like, well, why do you got to divide yourself up and put that label on there? For me, it's like, well, that's how I feel. And this thing made me realize that I'm not broken. Like there's a thing, you know, the, wow. I don't use the word transvestite anymore, but when I was a kid, the, that was the very first word that I heard that described someone who was born a male who wished they were a woman. I was eight years old the first time I heard it, and that word was like my my – like uh, Rosetta Stone, that was the word that made me go, "Holy crap, this is a thing!" Like I'm not, I'm not the only one in the universe that's like this, you know. And I tend to just say that I'm a trans girl or a trans woman these days because it's easier. And I don't have to explain things to people. But once I'm like sitting around like-minded people who have some literacy about the culture or the spectrum, then I might toss in that I identify as gender fluid. And for me, I think of gender fluid in the gender spectrum as being similar to being bisexual in the, the sexuality spectrum where it doesn't mean you're right in the middle. Someone who's bisexual is not like, well, I want to, f- I have 50% men and women that I date. No, it means you're attracted to some people and some of them might be men. Some might be women usually attracted to one more than the other. So as most bi people are either more into men or more into women or, or into somebody else, you know? So that's how it is for me. Like I, I feel like there's still a fluidity to how I identify, but for me, it's, it's like 90% on the female side and maybe 10% still on male. And right. a lot of that might even be socialized. That might be because of how I was raised and how I was like trained to be as a child, you know? And how people talk to you. Right, I exactly. Mean, yeah. I'm going to say three things. Mm-hmm. That's the way I can butt plastics. in for a long time. What? what? Nothing. <laughs> no, what did you say? I said plastics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, one... You know, I'm proud of myself, by the way, for being able to talk this much on your podcast. Like, I, because I'm a big fan of yours, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get a word. I, I love how much you are somebody who gets very passionate about ideas. And when you get excited, like, it's like the whole, everyone's like, we got to hear what Todd has to say. So, thank you so much for giving me so much of a, of a platform in this. No, I, I appreciate I, it. I feel like I want to give you more, but like, when I put my head in my pillow tonight, and we will do this again, trust me, I'd because my head will burst if I don't. But, I might be funny next time. Well, that's <laughs> God damn it. That's the first thing I was going to say <laughs> that you don't. This is not your whole being. So you came on a show today to talk about this and uh, because it because we just need so much knowledge about it. But like, yeah, you, this is not your whole being. You'll come back again and we won't fucking talk about this at all. But I think just so you know, like I get it or someone listening that might go, no, it's not your whole being. It, it's not mine either. Sometimes when I go on a radio show, especially right after I came out, somebody would be like do you hate talking about this i'd be like i'm paranoid that someone might think 
let's say they flip around, they get the one, oh, Jesus. No, but if they look at my body of work from over their year, sure. they'll probably be like, oh, that radio show, we talked about it for an hour. Those nine radio stations, it didn't even come up. Yeah. And I hope that's the way you feel. I try to because, like, not unlike yourself, because you started, what, at 17, started comedy? Mm, I started at 19. Mm-hmm. So, And I didn't come out as being trans in any way until I was 27. So I like to say that I, I, I built up a style of comedy and a point of view, and then coming out as trans was very much just a like a, an addition to that, and I used the tools that I already had to talk about it. But, yeah, I didn't want to make it my entire act. And same thing with you. I mean, it took you, I mean, you were older when you came out, but still, it's like you – you would establish yourself and you had a career. Right. And so obviously it's not like suddenly Todd Glass comes out and now all Todd Glass talks about is being gay. You know, it's like, you know, you still have all the child stuff in there. So that's all the don't hit your kids things in there. We, we get it. <laughs> the, the curtain thing. We got it. But that's the go-to Todd Glass joke is the curtain. <laughs> that's what, like you, you, you narrow I'm, my whole existence on this planet. No, no, no. We get it. It's not such a gay thing. You also got the uh, don't hit your kids in the curtain. <laughs> Uh, and so smoking anyway. pot. I forgot about that <laughs> yeah, too. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, after and, that. Yeah, but no, it's the whole thing of like, I like, I don't want to. Like, I I just recorded my first album, and what is I, the name of it? Intimate Apparel. It'll be out in April. Uh, but yeah, I didn't want that to be a thing where it was like, oh, this is a whole album about being transgender, and it's. It, but at the same time, I had some good material about that I'm happy with, so I did at least ten minutes. But it's like. I wanted there to be at least like 40 minutes that were not about it. So I know. People, I, I yeah. get it. And that's why I thought today we talked about it the whole time. And, and I, I'm saying it's okay, not that I'm the, the, uh, the you know, what's on in your head. I want you to be okay with it because mm-hmm. you'll come back another time and, and, and maybe we'll talk about it for 40 minutes and then for an hour we won't. Uh, so, so uh, but also I wanted to say this that when you, this is, I hope I, you know, what I'm saying makes sense, but, um, You have to be very aware. I feel like as far as in the gay world, I hope hope that's an all right term, there's a lot more progress made. Uh, But in your world, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, How you discuss what you don't understand because you don't know. I don't want to say if there's someone in the room going through what you're talking about or if there's just an intelligent person, which Mm -hmm. I'm going to go a little long here. Reminds me once my friend Lynn told me, that he was on – his son, uh, Solomon, is black because uh, Teresa, his wife, before was married to Lynn, was married to a black guy. So Solomon's black. And he was on a golf course, and he heard some you know, uh, uh, racist jokes. Lynn said for a while he didn't say anything. And one day he said – this all goes full circle to what I was just saying. Um, when, when I said, oh, what if someone is in the room? Well, this will imply that even if someone isn't in the room going through it, just an intelligent person in the room. Keith's out there. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get them. Matter of fact, can you uh, – do you mind going downstairs and just letting them in but just tell them to creep up the stairs that we're wrapping up the first show? Thank you, Jake. Jake, do you want to do one more? If you had to play one sound effect before you left, what Welcome would it be? Welcome to Troy Kanye. Oh, no. In the middle of this, we're talking about blazers. Oh, Jesus. Welcome to the Troy Conrad Mini Podcast. My guest is Rye Silverman. Rye Silverman, you are a female who was born uh, looking as a male uh, five years ago. You courageously. Well, I, was, I was born 33 years ago. That's right, but five years ago, you courageously started your transition into being a transgender person. Do you Again, prefer. I was, I was a transgender person 33 years ago, too. But Exactly. But do you prefer being called he or she? She. This has been the Troy Con. In the middle of mine, 
All right, hold on. Stay here. The requirement for podcasts, and you can turn off the main podcast you have been listening to. All right, so in the middle of my thought, I, I'm going to go full circle here because I was about to say that when you're educating yourself, I was about to say, um, what if there's someone in the room going through it and you're having you're not you're educating yourself, but in a sloppy way? Like, can you imagine what's their what's their pussy look like? And it's a, there's a way to educate yourself and even be silly and playful with it from not an ignorant way. So going back to what Lynn said, uh, he said one day he turned to somebody he goes, look, I got to be honest with you. Like I, my son is black and I can't, you know, and somebody else said, I got to be honest with you. My son isn't black. And I can't take the jokes either. And Lynn goes, not purposely, that guy made me feel shitty for needing to say my son was black. And Lynn was right for feeling it, and, and, but I, got, I, got, I get it all. Yeah. He was like, he's, and, and Lynn goes, I shouldn't have. I should have just defended it because it's wrong. And that's what I was trying to say, that if you're in a room, but maybe especially, and I used to hear people try to grow when it was about that. They'd be like, hey, did you hear my friend? Uh, you know, uh, our, our friend uh, Kevin came out. And they would always – look, I wasn't born in the 50s or, or growing up in the 50s. I was dealing with this in the early 90s where people overwhelmingly would say, oh, they didn't give a shit. What did you say when, uh, when Tony or Bill told you that he was – I didn't give a fuck. They go, he's my friend. I told him I loved him. I gave him a big hug. I felt bad for him. And then they would go into an hour conversation of, but can you fucking imagine two dudes and all that and there i sat and make sure you don't make that mistake when you're talking about this that if you're in a room and you're and you want to grow and you're allowed to ask questions and you're allowed to be silly but there's a fine line between being silly and and but also that the person picture yes maybe it is extra special if the person in the room that's sitting there silently is going through it so maybe all that shit i said about my friend's uh son had nothing to do with anything no i think it was a really valid point because like i said that guy whose son is not black was uncomfortable by right. it. Because it's like you said earlier about the whole if you're part of this group and you're being racist and you're part of this group and you're being sexist, like that's still really, really flawed. Yeah. And so you shouldn't have to couch not wanting someone to be a bigot around you with the idea of just in case someone who might mm-hmm. be heard is listening. It's like, no, how about we just be better people across the there board? I yeah. shook, I shook I like Rye's that. hand because he got it out of mind. She. B- uh, what? She. Oh, relax. (laughs) (laughs) I love you for... for, for. That's called earning the right to... to, You you can't parody ignorance unless you've laid down the law that that you're not. The perfect timing, (laughs) everything. So let me say it. So I don't want to make that that mistake and we were sitting at my house one night and somebody was talking about something they saw on the uh, on the uh it was like i think uh, one of those shows hold on one second one of those shows um they were talking about one of those shows where uh, uh, people are uh, have these weird um uh, obsessions you know maybe mm-hmm. it's uh, dressing up as a baby or whatever it is or or they ma- or, and i thought let's be careful the way we discuss that. Yeah. Because if there's someone in the room, let's say right now, that was felt like they were, they want to have a sex change, and we're talking about this, all they hear is anything that is different to us, they're hearing the way we discuss it. Yeah. Are they going to, are we going to be the first person they run to? As opposed to, let's say we were talking about it, even making some jokes, but also with that, when we were watching the show or the Dr. Phil show or whatever it is, and went, man. That must be a hard life, and you know what? 
don't you think they'd feel comfortable to come to you to say what they're going through? So be careful what you sloppily, even as you're educating yourself, say in front of other people. Because yeah. I knew who I, you know, who I came out to. It's yeah, when it was casually thing. being talked about something else. It didn't even have to be something that it was about being gay. It was maybe something else, and it was, it was Daniel Kino who would always go hit it from such an intelligent perspective. And I went, God damn it, that made me comfortable. So when you're educating yourself and when you're learning and when you're growing, like we said, it doesn't have to be because somebody going through that is in the room, but especially if they are. Yeah. What would you want to say so if they were in the room, they'd be like, wow. I think I'm going to want to come out to that person. I had people who I was afraid to come out to when I was still in the closet. And I remember some of them ended up being very cool about it once I was out. And in my mind, I go, boy, I wish you'd been this cool before I came out so I wouldn't have been so afraid of it when I was younger. That happened a lot when somebody would say these comments. And then when you told them, they would go, you know, actually, my mom is a lesbian and I grew up. Why didn't you tell me that before? Yeah. So, listen, uh, uh, they might have been scared of judgment, too, because we forget about that. They might have just been scared of judgment, not because they're going through what you go through or what I went through, but maybe just going through judgment of not giving a fuck. Yeah. So there's so many levels of it. But listen, um, you're great. Thank you. And when did you say your uh, your your uh, CD should be out in April? I don't have an exact date for. I, I today just did the like pass through and got all the track cuts and stuff. So I, I'm hoping for early April. Uh, but it's going to be on the experiment comedy label, and it's called uh, Intimate Apparel. So cool. And and obviously, like you know, I'm just I don't want to. Uh, when you come back, we're going to talk about this more because sure. there's still so many. Oh questions. yeah, we didn't scratch the surface at all. But then we'll like do we'll we'll do we'll we'll make like a you know what we'll do we'll say like for one hour we'll talk about this and then we'll take a break. Do you smoke pot? I don't, but I'm, I'm not averse to being around it. Yeah. So what it meant was, you know, for one hour we'll talk about this, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and we won't talk about it for an hour and a half, and we'll just be funny, and then they'll see the whole uh, Rye Silverman. Uh, but this is certainly a I'm part a one, of you. I'm a one-trick pony. It's all I have to talk oh, about. Oh, this is all you have? Good. Well, you'll, um, <laughs> but I appreciate you c- coming out. And like I said, I want to over-preface. If, if you don't stress yourself out. I'm telling myself that, too. Yeah. Because you, if all you have to do is give a little, is care a little, just care a little bit, mm-hmm. and you'll slowly. You didn't learn math overnight. You didn't learn anything overnight. You just wanted to learn, and if you want to learn, you will. And my final thought on it for this one is that one thing I come into a lot when people are talking to me about my gender stuff, and they'll say, "Well, it's just hard for me to understand it." And what I want to say to all those people, because I think it's, that's a pretty common perspective people to have, is that. I have never grown up in a world where my mind was reconciled with my body because I was born and I was raised as a boy. I always thought that was wrong, and I've always had a problem with that. And so I don't know what it's like to have it done like the more mainstream way. I accept that it exists because I've been force-fed it my whole life in movies and TV shows and stuff like that. I'm sure it's the same thing with you. You don't know what it's like to be attracted to women. And so – but you accept that there are straight people, and you don't need to have people explain – you don't need to fully comprehend what it feels like to be attracted to the opposite sex. Just like I don't need to fully understand what it means like to have your gender identity be in perfect sync with my body for me to accept it. And we accept it as almost a default because we've been raised in a society that tells us that is the default. So it's like if you don't understand it, that's okay as long as you're just not a dick about it. Like, fine, don't accept it. I mean, I don't understand it, I mean. But if somebody tells you, this is who I am, this is how I feel, take them at their fucking word for it. 
and just, you know, you don't need to have all the science in your head. You don't need to understand what all the terms and stuff mean. But if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I'm transgender, I identify as female, I know I have facial hair, I know I have a penis, but I am a woman, you don't need to go, well, I got to make sure I get what this means. Just go, fine, you're a woman and that's who you are. And I, I get it. Fine. You know? You know what? Here's a good way. First of all, again, I, I, I appreciate you, uh, you coming on and just, like, answering so many. I wanted to do this for such a long time. No, I'm glad we finally did it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad we finally did it. And then w- I'm glad we finally did it. And then, uh, like I said, we'll do it again. And um, you're great. Thank you. I love you. You're great. And uh, you're awesome. And uh, I figured if – and I was so surprised you knew Troy, like, oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, way back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rye is I also one know of, Blake. Blake uh, Wexler is a good friend of mine, yeah, too. Uh, so. Rye, Blake uh, Wexler? Oh, yeah. Don't even bring his name I'm <laughs> sorry. I apologize. I'm never <laughs> coming back again. Rye Wexler, a, Wexler, Wexler. Rye is a very good set lister. He has done set lists from the beginning. I, I think we met four – over four years ago. So who – She. Thank you. Is a very good – she is a very good set lister. And to Troy's defense, when and Troy met yes, me, I was we, still identifying as he. Th- so. That's right. That's right. Uh, and so it's it's definitely challenging. Board. It's definitely. <laughs> I, I try to be very conscious of it. Um, uh, Clearly, but I mess up all the time. <laughs> no, I mess up all the time, and I will continue to for at least another uh, sixteen months. All right. So uh, you know, you know, a good way to close it out with a little bit of love. Uh, Mr. Rogers' birthday was a few days ago. We'll probably talk about it the next show, but we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll go to close with this. I put a little reverb in there. It's not the things you wear. It's a cover of Mr. Rogers. It's not the way oh. you do your hair, but it's you I like. The way you are right now, the way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your toys, they're just beside you. But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you you I like Now leaving nerdist.com